Dear Dr. Dave, I've been on a microdosing journey for close to one year now. It's been working really well. My anxiety, my depression is pretty much all but gone. However, a short time ago, I had a setback and some anxiety and depression has crept back into my life here. Does that mean that my microdosing journey is not working? What's going on? Can you help me? Because it's really worrying me and making me more anxious, actually. Find Lynn. Lynn, thanks so much for the question. It's a really, really good question. We're going to unpack that right now. And to do this, I brought a very special guest in. So stand by. Hey there, welcome back, Dr. Dave, Microdose You, and thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you. Um, it's, just, it's just great to be here to help people um, every week, a couple times a week with their lives, with their mental health, and that translates into physical health too, because as you know, every single thing is connected. So thanks for being here. Lynn, great question, and to help answer this, I brought in Dr. Denise Moret, a doctor of psychology. I've had her on here before, and she's the one that I look to to answer questions like this because I don't think there's anybody else better on this planet that can help me answer this uh, besides Denise. So Dr. Moret, thank you for being here. Let's go ahead and help answer this question for Lynn. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me back, Dave. And thank you for that, um, you know, positive statement about, you know, trust and faith in me. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Well, as you know, I mean it from my heart. Um, you've been on many episodes. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you've not heard other episodes with Dr. Denise, go back and check our back catalog because she helps me answer um, many really good questions out there from listeners. And even we banter and talk about some other things as well. So you might want to go back and check on this. By the way, if, if, it's a good time to say if you have not subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? Click that subscribe button because that will make sure that you don't miss an episode. And I just want to make sure before we bring Dr. Denise back on in a second, um, this is not to be taken as medical advice. This is my experience with my microdosing journey, which has been a little bit over two years. And Dr. Moritz, not only her experience with her microdose journey, but her experience as a doctor of psychology for many, many years. But still, it's not to be taken as medical advice. If you have any questions, um, check with your doctor and make sure if you are microdosing or using magic mushrooms, make sure you're using them in an area where it is safe and legal. So having said all that, Dr. Moret, uh, Lynn, is uh, she's been microdosing for, I think she, what did she say, for a, a, a close to a year now, about a year, and it's been working really well. But then she's had some setbacks with, uh, it sounds like, it sounds like with anxiety and depression. And does that mean that this is not working for her? What, what does she need to do? And, and help us out on this. Yeah, great question. And um, a, a common experience, by the way. And people will um, ask, you know, obviously the mushrooms, maybe it was a placebo effect. There's a lot in the literature about, you know, it's not really working. And, and so the, the bottom line answer is no. It is working. So um, her, her success, Lynn, you know, your success in doing so well over the course of your year is actually an indication that the magic mushrooms are working. Then things fall apart 
it's an indication something might be going on, maybe something new happened, maybe there's a, a kind of reawakening of a, of a previous setting default within you that gets triggered, um, but something needs attention. And for an example, um, something people can have an experience, maybe Lynn has something that happened that, you know, or, or it could even be sub-perceptible. It doesn't even have to be within our awareness that we might be struggling with something on a subconscious level and not, not really know what's going on. So, you know, what I would suggest to Lynn is that she continue to microdose again, you know, check with all the things you, all the things that you indicate as far as making sure that it's medically okay and legally okay. Um, and yet not give up that path because things are being rewired. And, um, you know, Dave, you and I spoke a little bit about the Im immune system. So we have a psychological immune system as well as a physical immune system. So, and it's a good metaphor. So, you know, if, if my immune system is really well, you know, I'm doing well, I'm healthy, I'm balanced, I'm, things are pretty good, and I get sick, you know, get a cold, COVID something, you know, whatever. Does that mean that my immune system is not working? No. My immune system is then going to go to work to handle the bacteria, the virus, et cetera. Now, if I'm getting sick more often and I'm going, yeah, what's going on? Maybe I need some work. Maybe my immune system needs some support. Maybe I need to, you know, look at what I'm doing in my day-to-day -day activities. So part of what can happen in psychological immunity is you know, we struggle, we do the mushrooms, it immediately opens things up or over the course of time, things get rewired, we're feeling better. In fact, we can, as we're more open, we can touch into more struggle. So the mushrooms sometimes will open us up, we connect to some of those issues and it can feel like we're doing worse initially. And so we don't give up the path. At that point, I would look at, well, what else is going on? So here I have a, a quick story. I, I told you, Dave, a little bit about this. Yesterday I was outside and I'm looking at my lawn and I have a new home and I have this lawn and it's growing and I have a tractor. I have this amazing John Deere tractor in my shed. Um, it was left by the previous owner. I hadn't started it. I was having some anxiety about, can I actually get on that mower? And I'm looking. And suddenly I see my neighbor who's about 90. She's with it, she's capable. And I, well, first I heard the mower and I thought, oh, well, there's Shirley's people mowing her lawn. And I look over and it's Shirley on the mower. And I said, well, I can, I immediately went to the shed, put the key in the ignition, watched a quick YouTube video of what that particular John Deere model required. I just started it up and it worked, thankfully, that's great. What I realized in that moment, sub-perceptibly, almost subconsciously, I was telling myself, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. And even though I've had lots of success in rewiring my being and you know all the things I do, including magic mushrooms, this felt like this major setback on some level because part of me was doing that old default, telling myself some of the old things, picturing myself not being able to do this. And I wasn't even aware of it until suddenly I saw my 90 year old neighbor doing that. So I would, for Lynn's example, I would ask, you know, what, what are the things she might be, the old messages, the old narrative, um, 
old images or things that could be getting uh, reawakened, so to speak, or maybe there's some new things that happened. And I, I will often see, well, people be like, oh, things are great, it's terrific. And yet they're not continuing some of that work. So for example, somebody say, believes some bad things about themselves, they're a terrible person, et cetera, et cetera. They work on that, they, they kind of begin to see the possibility that they're um, you know, really wonderful people, they're doing magic mushrooms, it's all working. And then they, something might happen, whether they're aware of it or not, and they start to feel more anxiety and depression. What I suggest is that they continue to, you know, add, we have to keep adding those images and those messages, like really strongly, because we have constant, a constant narrative going on within us. We have like 90,000 thoughts a day. 90% of them are usually pretty negative and terrible. So we have to kind of override that. We have to keep adding, no, I can do this. Yes, I can mow my lawn. So whatever's going on for Lynn, she may not be as obviously aware of it, but stay open to the possibility. There might be some narrative, subtle, unconscious, subconscious that's going on that's triggering those old uh, default settings that she's rewired and it just needs some tweaking. The psychological immunity needs a little boost. Now, um, uh, first of all, uh, now for the rest of this episode, I just, I've got these visions of you riding around your property with a tract on a tractor. That's great image. I'm going to keep picturing it. I, <laughs> so I, I, I never, <laughs> I mean, I, di I didn't have you paid as a, as a, as a, somebody that rides around on a tractor, but good for you. That's, that's extremely cool, Denise. That's, it's that's great. Um, There's a little spot for my drink. It's great. Oh, you, you can have a drink on there. Oh, I get it. That's, that's, my that's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I meant. Of course, that's what I meant. So if Lynn were your patient and she were coming to you, and let's just say you um, forget about the legality of mushrooms and, and you, you were able to talk freely about, about microdosing with Lynn. Um, would you, Tell me what type of the biggest, let's say um, they had been working seemingly without any type of uh, negativity coming back uh, and no anxiety and no depression. But then all of a sudden, something started coming back after um, many months, after eight months or so. Um, what would you put, what, how would you talk to her? And, and would you also talk to her about possibly um, upping her dosage at all? Or, or do you think this is kind of like, like the immune system analogy you just gave? This is something that, you know, you've got to work through. And if you do that, your psychological immune system will take care of this and you'll be back on track. Or, or do you make adjustments? Um, great question. And by the way, it is totally um, within legal realm to talk about dosing and microdosing. There's, you know, all kinds of, you know, filming done on this and, and you know, people are doing uh, conversations and we are in the process of advocating strongly for it to be uh, more access to the, to the plants. Uh, but certainly talking about it is completely legal, which is why we can do this and why I could talk to Lynn if she were my patient about it. Um, so, you know, I, I, would, I would certainly consider looking and, and seeing what kind of dose she's been taking and you know how's that going for her? I wouldn't jump to changing that just right away, especially since it had been working so well. When there's a sudden change, it's probably not that the dose is wrong or needs to be upped if it's sudden. You know, 
um, I would first look at that, what's going on for her. And, you know, I'd say, Lynn, you know, tell me what else. Can you tell me what else is going on? Like, what, what did you notice about this kind of sudden depression or sudden anxiety? Did anything in particular happen? Were you doing something? And there might be some clues within that. Even if we can't, I would almost always, 99% of the time, say that we'll get somewhere in exploring that, even if she wasn't aware of it. Um, you know, what were you doing? What did you notice? What were you feeling? Was there any thoughts? Sort of exploring. If that doesn't really reveal anything, I would ask her about what were the old things, the old messages, the old defaults that you felt you rewired in this year of success with mushrooms? with them using the magic mushrooms. And if she said, for example, um, I feel better about myself. You know, I, I'm, I'm telling myself I'm a good person. It's helped my self-esteem. I feel, you know, all of that. So if nothing else new was apparent, I would ask her, what else are you doing to um, continue to, to, you know, override some of those old default messages or old wiring within your system, physiologically and psychologically. Um, if it was, you know, like, I, I don't feel that great about myself or, you know, my heart rate goes up when I'm out there walking too high, I would ask her, even without maybe being able to nail down exactly what happened, I would ask her to add some things like, um, really on purpose several times a day saying, I'm a good person. If I don't believe that, that's fine. I'm going to say it anyway. Um, physiologically getting out there and really walking and then slowing down, walking and slowing down, because that kind of primes your physiology to calm down. If you kind of raise, elevate your hmm. uh, heart rate and then you slow it down, that's going to help you stay kind of steady. It keeps you kind of in shape for that to go up and down. Um, so, I, you know, I'd ask her, you know, are you taking care of yourself? Are you drinking water? Are you getting sunlight? And again, some of that internal dialogue, even if she can't identify a specific type of message or issue that triggered this, being able to sort of say, I'm, I'm going to find my way through this even, that's absolutely true. So to continue to keep adding that things are going to get better, things are going to heal while she's continuing to do the microdosing without changing the dose just yeah. Um, one thing you, you mentioned um, that I wasn't aware of, but we, you know, we have um, generally roughly 90,000 thoughts per day, and 90% of them are, are negative. Um, I'm actually a little bit surprised, especially, now is this for like the average person out there that's not going through any type of mental health treatment, therapy, or microdosing? Or Because I'm surprised. I don't think that once you start a, a microdosing journey, I mean, it is supposed to rewire your brain. And I, I'd be surprised if um, people that are microdosing really have 90% um, of their thoughts as negative. Can you, can you speak to that one? Did I misunderstand or something? Yeah, I would say, um, and I think this would be a great research study. If someone's doing it already, I'm going to, now you, you, it makes me think I want to look into this. The average person, the numbers are, 90,000 thoughts a day, go through whether we're aware of it or not, 90,000 sort of thoughts going through our, our brain and 90% of them being not so great. That is the, uh, that's the number. That's what, you know, that's what we've always been taught. 
and told that that's what goes on. I would say that that is not the case for someone who has rewired, healed, resolved, and evolved through microdosing or any other process. And what we want to do, if I have 90,000 thoughts a day and 90% of them are not so great, I want to on purpose add lots of you know, positive or more helpful, more healed, more evolved thoughts. So if I, you know, I, I will have, it's not like microdosing gets rid of things necessarily a little bit. Yes. But I could have a thought that says you should be ashamed of yourself for doubting that you could mow the lawn. And then I'm going to be like, well, that's sort of silly, but I can't get rid of that thought. But what I can do is say, I can mow the lawn. I can picture myself mowing the lawn. I'm going to mow the lawn and like really emphasize that because now what I'm doing is I'm kind of dosing myself with that more positive healed evolved image and message. And that's going to override the default negative thoughts and messages. So I would say, and, and I would love to measure this. I would say that someone who has microdosed and has healed a lot um, the 90,000 thoughts that they're having, I would like to say, you know, maybe 20% of them are negative, not 90. And the microdoser who has been very successful has that follow-up thought. I always say, don't let a negative thought stand by itself because that'll just keep cementing the old wiring. So you have a thought that's negative, make sure you keep adding the positive, add the more evolved, healed thought or image. Don't let that stand alone. It's like falling into your bad posture and then going, oh, I have bad posture. So you go, well, I bet this is bad posture now. Right. I got to remember that good posture. So, something that Trip has helped me with, and I know um, we, you and I have talked about this on some level, is, and it's, it's, also, it's also designed to combat the, these negative thoughts during the day is um, when you first wake up in the morning, the three things that you can do to really help your day and, and get it started on a positive, not only start on a positive way, but, but see it through very, very positively. And one of the things he recommends is to um, watch or listen to about five to 10 minutes of something very funny mm -hmm. first thing in the morning. I, I can't remember which brain waves are affected when you first wake up in the morning, whether it's like... Uh, I can't. I don't know enough about that, but but I know um, there's something to do with your 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 brain waves. That if you um, subject your brain to something very funny first thing in the morning, it sets the stage for the rest of the day and into the into the evening too. Uh, and that's something that really really changed. I think that would change a lot of negative thoughts. And also just just, just to repeat a mantra and the one that I the one that. Trip helped me with and share with me and he's helped other people with is something as simple as um, every single day, just say to yourself, it's a good day. It's a beautiful day. It's a positive day. I am positive and I will stay positive. I am centered and I will stay centered. And I have a shield around me protecting me from negative and bad. Now I used to write that out and, and read it, but it, once you say it so many times, it's fairly simple. You just, it's like burnt into your brain yes. and that really helps. And, and then the third thing is, and I think this would really help with that, uh, those 90,000 thoughts per day is think about, and Denise, I don't know if you, you've done this yourself or not, but I, I have done this a lot, but um, you, you think about like a really, really um, 
positive event in your life, something that you've done with um, one of your children or, or, or experienced a, a concert that you may have gone to. And it's, it was a very positive experience. And so if a negative thought starts to come into your mind, you immediately dismiss that thought and you, you only focus on that like wonderful experience that you had, you know, in the past. And th doing those three things every day, I found really, really helped me with um, uh, tempering or, or uh, um, uh, mitigating or whatever the word is, um, neg negativity that possibly could start to creep into your, into your mind, into your, into your thought pattern. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, there's so much that you're practicing constantly and reaffirming within you when you do all of the things you just mentioned, that even if there's an old sort of default that's still sitting there saying, oh, terrible, 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 by laughing, you're creating, you're, you're connecting to those brainwaves trips talking about. You're also releasing a lot of endorphins. Laughing is very important for healing. It releases just physiologically healthy chemicals in our, in our body. So it's not, oh, I got to think positive because it's like a good way to think. Yes, that's, that's true, but it literally changes your physiology. And I, I wanted to just say one quick thing because I get this a lot and I'm a little bit of a stickler about it. When people say, oh, Dr. Moran, I just need to think positive. I, I say, well, yes. And yet um, it's important to make a little bit of space for whatever the negative is. So what you're saying is very true and, and absolutely the case, change it immediately. Sometimes for some people, especially if they've had a return of some difficulty, they might need a little bit of time with that negativity. So focus on that a little bit, but never just stop there. Like visit it, don't live there. So yeah, I'm a shameful person because I won't mow my lawn. I'm terrible, I'm gonna fail, I'm gonna fail. If I, kinda, if I just um, say, oh, let me think positively and it works, great. For some people, it ends up creating a little bit of an internal struggle and they're not giving that negative negativity some time. So I would say, um, you know, spend a little bit of time with that. Oh, I'm, I'm, there's shame reemerging or fear or whatever. Okay, okay, I see that. Let me let that be there for 30 seconds. Now let me add the image of me mowing the lawn. Let me add the. Let me laugh at the funny thing because sometimes people will feel like. Um, like their negativity or their struggles being dismissed if they don't give it some attention. We have to give that negativity some attention sometime, not let it drive the car, but give it a seat in, in the back and say, buckle up, you're allowed, but you're not allowed to take over. And then really be uh, driving life with that positivity. That's really interesting. Give, give it, you know, don't dismiss it immediately. Give it, give it a little bit of a little bit of time. And, and so, and, you know, um, I've been, I've been on my microdosing journey for uh, over two years now. And so one would, uh, some, so many listeners would think that, oh, well, Dr. Dave is, is like perfect now. He doesn't have anything to worry about. He's never anxious, never depressed, never anything. And I will say for the most part, for the most part, it's true. However, um, like you just said, sometimes it does creep back in because it's like almost like an immune system and, and our immune system then has to go to work and, and, and take care of that. Um, but I remember about two weeks ago, I was somewhere and I, I, I had like, I spent like a day, I might have shared this with you, I'm not even sure, but I just, I didn't have a great day. I, I felt there was some um, 
for lack of a better term, I'm going to say there's some like depression creeping back in. And I didn't know why there was no like apparent reason. But what I did, I remember just saying to myself, it's okay because tomorrow or in the extremely near future, you're going to be totally good again. It's going to be gone. So, you know, deal with it. It's okay to feel this way because in a very short time, it's all going to be gone and you're going to be back to the way you should be. And sure enough, guess what? It worked. It, you know, it was short-lived. It was, it was 24 hours or less. And then I got on with my life and, and it's good. So, so I think it's okay. It's, 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 it's important to share with um, the listeners out there that, yeah, you, you're, you could go through some hurdles and some roadblocks, even if you're um, using magic mushrooms, or even if you're just on a um, program where you're talking to your psychotherapist or you're on um, SSRIs or whatever, talk therapy, whatever it might be. Um, it's not going to be 100% perfect. Every day is, is unbelievably beautiful with, with, you know, we're human beings and things happen. And I think it's very important for everybody out there to understand that um, it's, it's okay, accept it, deal with it in the way that Dr. Moret just, just mentioned, and, and you're going to be fine. Yeah. It, it, I wanted to say one little note about what you said to yourself when you weren't having a great day and it was some sort of depression. What you said to yourself was really like your thoughts about your thoughts, your thoughts about your experience. You said, it's going to be okay. So what sometimes happens for people is they have a depression, they get depressed about their depression. Oh my gosh, I'm depressed, it's terrible. The microdosing is not working if it's a microdosing situation example. And it's so important to say, well, let's see what's going on here make room for that depression, but then kind of what you did was you added, it's gonna, it's gonna change, it's gonna be okay. And my little mantra is, I don't even know how, maybe sometimes I'm gonna figure it out, but I know I will, as long as I'm breathing, I'm gonna find my way, it's going to be okay. So I don't just sink into the depression about the depression or having anxiety about anxiety, like I'm so anxious, oh no, oh no, and we spiral. And so that's, that's what you did that day, and you added that more positive, rewiring. You showed your body on a cellular level in your brain, in your body, it's going to be fine. I remember exactly where I was. I was, I was, um, it was the middle of the day. I was walking around at Costco, just buying some stuff that I needed for the house. And, and I just wasn't, I wasn't feeling the love. I just wasn't feeling, but I, but I, I really said to myself, I know I'm going to be fine. I mean, I'm, I'm not worried about this. Like, I, I was not getting depressed over my depression, like you just said. I love that term. Um, I, know, I know with 100% certainty, um, most likely tomorrow is going, to be, is going to be great again. And it's totally worked. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. One other thought I had specifically to Lynn is like, um, when we, I do this like imagery a lot with patients and I'll say like, so tell me, give me an example of feeling depressed and what you're thinking. And now let's go right to that positive thing. And the more it's sort of like the brain rewiring. If some people are familiar with EMDR training, it's like a, a brain rewiring where you take something and you put it over here. The more you practice that you build your psychological immunity muscle. So picturing yourself in Costco, and going like, oh, I was really depressed, but then going, but I said, it's going to be fine, probably great by tomorrow. You're practicing that rewiring right there. And the more you practice, you don't have to go to Costco to do that. You can just practice. I can keep seeing myself doubting myself that I could mow my lawn. 
and then see myself yesterday going and starting that mower. And the more I keep going one to the other, one to the other, I'm cementing that um, upgraded wiring, that resolution, that healing. I'm glad you brought it back to Lynn because that's exactly what I was just going to do. So do you think, is Lynn, is Lynn going to be okay? And any final words for Lynn or not, not, but, and I use Lynn as kind of um, for anybody listening, anybody listening to this that is experiencing the same thing. You're using the magic mushrooms. They worked really well, or at least pretty well for you, but then you have a setback. Any final words? Yes, she's going to be okay is what I would say. Um, even though I don't have a crystal ball, it's so key to say that because saying it's going to be okay, I'm going to find my way is going to help her and others listening, whoever this applies to, to find their way because that's exactly what you're doing. You're rewiring right by saying that. Dr. Denise Moret, thank you so much again for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I mean, you're seeing, you're seeing your patients and you're helping them through their um, issues, uh, the mental health issues, and you're talking to them about microdosing or whatever, whatever they may need. And um, I always appreciate um, hanging out with you on the show here, exchanging ideas and helping our listeners. Cause that's, let's face it, that's the most important thing. That's why I'm here. I know to help, help my listeners um, get through this because I've been through it all and it's been, it's been really, really, I've, I've had really tough times as you have as well. And just, reassuring people out there that there's there's love um there's a lot of craziness in this world of course but um you got to just sometimes just put the craziness aside you know you stop watching the news and and because there are so many beautiful wonderful things out there that we can also focus on and concentrate on and there's just um let's get the negativity out of there sometimes and just focus on the love and i tell you i i love my viewers and I love my listeners and um, I know you do as well Dr. Moret and it's just it's good to be hanging around a lot of positive people so thanks again for taking your time really appreciate it um, will you come back again sometime soon and we'll do another one Lance, help me answer another question absolutely I love being on here Dave thank you so much for having me and thank you for doing this show because it really is uh, so helpful to so many people I hear people contact me and they really do talk about how helpful the, the that your show really is so thank you for Thank you for doing this. You're welcome. In case somebody that's listening does want to contact you, what's your best contact information? Um, they can just, you know, if they can see my my name, it's uh, Denise Moret. They can just, if you Google me, you'll you'll come up. My um, email is Dr. Moret, the number five. So it's Dr. My last name Moret, M-O-R-E-T-T, -T, the number five at gmail.com. If they Google your name, they're going to find you, if, right? If you Google my name, my picture will show up immediately. One or two scroll down, you'll see uh, probably lots of different things about me. I have a book, you know, I have a, it'll bring you in my website. I'm listed on Psychology Today, which is a, a very common format. The old magazine, which still exists, but it's become a very popular, best format for psychiatry psychologists to be on. So I'll, it, it should come up pretty quickly or just email me. Wow, a lot of credentials. I'm, I'm really glad to be associated with you. Well, thanks a lot, Dr. Moret. Thanks again. Really appreciate you. And thanks to you for listening today. Um, we'll be back really, really soon. Um, feel free to get your questions in to me. My email address, if you have a question and you'd like to have it answered, is rundrdave at gmail.com. It's R-U-N-D-R-D-A-V-E, rundrdave at gmail.com. And um, we'll see you soon. Love you all.